right, everybody, welcome back. This is the seventh episode of Reflecting the King series. If you're new here, go back six episodes, start from the beginning, uh, lay the foundation of everything that I'm talking about here, and it, it is a powerful uh, foundation um, to build our lives upon and to understand everything that I'm going to say uh, for the next couple of weeks. So the main point that I want to drive home is this, is that self-denial is a reflection of the king. Now, Jesus said this, one of the most powerful demanding statements that he ever said was that when he called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And so we're going to jump right in here. We're going to look at these different translations to to grab what it is thoroughly that's being said inside of here. My number one point is this, is to drive home one central point and that that central point would be thoroughly convinced and that you would see that uh, how it can be applicable uh, to your life. So self-denial is a reflection of the king. The NLT translation says this. If any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Mm. And the Amplified version says this, that you must deny himself, set aside selfish interest, express a willingness to endure whatever may come and believe in me, conforming to my example in living and if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. The WNT translation says this, let him ignore self and take up his cross. Now I want to uh, dive into um, these different concepts in a minute, but what I want to first do is to define these words and then we'll, we'll jump back into talking about this. Deny, it is a compound word. And that is that it's two words connected together. And the first word is off, away, separation, departure, and cessation. I mean, something as sent away, it is done away with. It is uh, separated from, we depart from it, and we cease, uh, uh, we cease doing it, right? The second word is contradict, disavow, reject, refuse, and to say no. So this, these two words together, uh, together ultimately gives us a, a clear, a thorough definition of what it actually means uh, to deny something. We're sending it away. We're separating from it. We're departing from it. We're stopping it. We we contradict it, and that is, we do the exact opposite. We disavow it. That means we 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 totally uh, uh, reject it, refuse it, and the ultimate um, basic definition is we say no. No, no, no. And then the second word is follow. That is union with, to be in the same way, uh, to accompany, and ultimately it means to be his disciple. So we see the context of these words. Now let's go back. If anyone wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. And that is to say this, is that, you know, when uh, we're in the kingdom of darkness, there is a way uh, that seems right to us. And the end of that way is death. And we have a heart that is disconnected and um, not uh, uh, in alignment with God in any way or fashion. And so this thought and idea of giving up our own way 
is in relation to the old life, the, the selfish ways, the mindsets that we used to have, the beliefs that we used to have, and all of these different things. It's a process of shedding. That is to say, we don't automatically shed all of these negative concepts, opinions, and belief systems, and all of these different things. But what we are saying is that when we follow him, we are open to uh, shedding our own ways, our old ways, the old path, the old activities, the old behaviors, all those different things, though they might not immediately fall off. I got to say that because we're in a process of transformation. There's something that fundamentally shifts inside of our lives. And that is the allegiances that we, we pledge allegiance to him as our King. Right. And we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And this is the, the, the crux of salvation. This is the foundation of salvation. And that immediately shift of allegiance begins to happen inside of our lives. And that is a process and understanding that we gave up our own way, our old way, the old life. And this continues on in that process. So Amplified said must deny himself that is set aside selfish interest. That is to say that inside of the kingdom, we could still uh, have selfish ambition we could still uh, have uh, uh, maybe narcissistic tendencies. Uh, we could still have uh, main actor syndrome. <laughs> that is where we think that we are the main actor inside of the play and everybody else is to uh, conform to our wishes and our demands. This is main actor syndrome. And that, um, you know, people inside of the kingdom can still have some of these belief systems and mindsets if they don't go through the process of transformation and begin to get healing. There's a lot of um, uh, uh, Christians or believers out there with multiple, multiple different uh, selfish ambitions and all these different things. The second part of this is express a willingness to endure whatever may come. And that is like something that he thoroughly laid out inside of his disciples. You know, um, there's multiple things that I've touched on, on what, um, what the disciples gave up to follow Christ. Uh, you could go back some episodes and check that out. But, um, what I want to point out in this is that they, you know, they left their, their father, they left their boats, you know, they left their occupation. And the one scripture says that they left all. And that is the, the abandonment of worldly pursuits and selfish ambitions were left behind and that they were willing to follow him. And that is that they were willing to endure whatever may come. And boy, did it come in multiple different fashions of, you know, storms inside of a boat, uh, seeing uh, demon, uh, demonized people cutting themselves and all these different things and and going out and trying to uh, heal somebody and they didn't have the faith or the, the power to carry it out and all these different things. So they 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 uh, uh, experienced a willingness to to endure whatever uh, pain or whatever is associated uh, with that. And that's what they did. The third part in this was to believe in him that is to conforming to his example in living. So here is the process that God wants to take us all through. And this is the process of reflecting the glory and the image of the king. And that is it, it, it manifests itself in this is that I'm first willing to set aside uh, my selfish ambitions and my selfish interests that include only me 
rising in superstardom and being on big stages and everybody just, you know, <clears throat> uh, uh, melting at the, the sound of my words and all of these different things, whatever selfish ambition it is, it's dropped. And then we come to the point where we express a willingness that we will we will endure the pain or whatever it is that may come upon our lives for standing for the truth. And then it takes us into we, we conform to his example inside of living. This is all part of the process that God uh, wants to take us through. The big thing that I want to point out also is the WNT translation. Then he says, uh, you must ignore self. Now, I love that because <clears throat> it taps into a self as an entity. And that is that mm, selfish ambition and all these things are rooted uh, inside of the self. And that is that we still have remnants of faulty logic, faulty beliefs, and all these different things that begin to talk and to speak and try to motivate us to do certain things. And so <clears throat> the fact that we have to begin to ignore uh, self uh, is a very, very important factor. So now with this context with the self, we do have to understand that God takes us through a put off, put on experience. And that is, if you know the scriptures, you know, God calls us to put off the old man and put on the new man. And this is, is in the language of, uh, just like you would take off a clothing, uh, you would take off uh, certain clothes like stinky, meldewy, uh, nasty clothes, right? And that you would take those clothes off and that you would put on the new clothes and that it, it would be clean, pure and righteous. That's the context of what is being spoken here. Put off, put on experience. And so when it comes to the old South, we understand that we were to put off. Um, put off means to take this off and then to put on the new South is to put this on okay and so when we're talking about denying or saying no we're not talking about saying no to the new glorious self that god has uh begin to operate inside of your your life that he has given you a new heart with a new spirit with new uh desires and all these different things we're not we're certainly not saying that that we're supposed to put that off no that's what you're supposed to put on and so to say no and to deny the self is attached to the old way of life. And that is that we put it off. We send it away. We uh, separate from that old life and we depart from it. And that old life has ceased. That's the first part of the word deny. Then the old self, we, we begin to look at it and say, you know what? I'm going to begin to walk in a way that contradicts my old self that I'm going to reject my old way of living and that I'm going to refuse to allow those impulses and those mindsets to begin to govern my life today. And ultimately what I'm doing is I'm saying no to the old self in all of its ways. If you want to uh, be his disciple, you want to come after him. It's coming through the mindset in the idea that you are going to say no to the old man. No to the old self. You see, the grace of God, it teaches us to deny that is to say no to ungodly and worldly lust. So we send them away. So what's the problem? <laughs> the problem uh, we see in Christendom is that, that people are not denying, right? They're not saying no to the old self. In fact, uh, they've, uh, uh, you know, they've uh, 
uh, falsely um, begin to glorify the Old South. And the Old South is very much alive and active. And that is all the uh, all the glory and all the selfish ambitions and all the lust uh, for money and all the lust for fame and, and prosperity and the good life and all that stuff is being what is propagated and what is being magnified. And that is that God is just a resource to help you get to achieve all of those things, all of those lust. And that is to say that they've never become new and they never took off the old man. And the old self is very much alive and active and it's manifested by the fact that they're not denying that man. They're not sending them away. They're not sending them packing. And that is to say that they are saying yes to that man. And it's manifested continually inside of their behavior every single day saying yes uh, to sin and being a servant of sin and all of those different things. So the problem is that people are not denying. The second this in this is that people are not following. So as we talked about, the, the call to the discipleship was first to deny. And the second one is to follow him. And that is this concept of looking at the king as he is and reflecting uh, his glory and image inside of our character. That Christ and, and the power of the king begins to, to be developed on the inside of us. And then it begins to manifest through us. And that is he is the foundation. Uh, he is the source and we are in the same way with him and we are walking the same path and he is accompanying us and that we are his disciple means that he is the teacher and we are the tutorage and, and we are learning from him, walking the same path, becoming like him, taking on his mission and all things following him, even in this process that he wants to take us through following now we have this concept of following uh, Christ uh, and it somehow means uh, just going to church or something, right? Um, and we said a prayer in magic words and, and, and it's somehow connected to uh, as a Christ follower. And what is detached from that is his words, is his life, is his, his example and the spirit and the character that he wants to begin to manifest in, in us, the processes that he wants to take us through to fully walking in sonship and our divine privilege, and that the mission that he gives us to bring healing to the world, that's what's disconnected from, from this concept of following. And we need to revive it and to get it back, right? So another problem in here is that it, it's not the cross. and People are not picking up the cross. That is to say that they're picking up the doctrine from their um, from their denomination. They're picking up the creed. They're picking up the social justice. They're picking up all of these different things. But the thing that they're not picking up is the true and the pure message of the cross and faith, righteousness and the, the, the gospel of the kingdom. They're not picking that up. They're picking up legalism, they're picking up liberalism, they're picking up new ageism, they're picking up self-help, they're picking up all of these different things, but nobody's actually picking up the message of the kingdom. That's a problem. And the last problem that I want to point out inside of here is that self is the sinner. And that, you know, with these different messages, self is always the sinner. 
in legalism, self is the sinner. That is that you must muster up enough strength and willpower to keep all the rules so God will approve it, accept you, it's all on your shoulders, and self is the sinner. And the liberalism gospel that God just loves you so much in this ooey gooey and able permissive love that uh, there is love with no justice and all these different things and all of these things are manifested that um, self is the sinner of that concept and reality. Now, these two different uh, modes of uh, of self, legalism and liberalism or, or libertinism, as it's popularly known. That the one side is all mercy with no justice. It's all love with no wrath. It's all grace with no judgment. It's all accepting with no rejecting. It's all heaven with no hell, right? That's the uh, liberalism, uh, libertine sort of message. The legalism is on the flip side. It's all justice with no mercy. And it's all wrath with no love. It's all judgment with no grace. And it's all rejecting with no accepting. And it's all hell with no heaven. And both of these messages lead to a lot of pain. And that is a big problem in the world today. That is that many people get converted to one of these two. But there's not just these two. I've already uh, laid out the foundation before we got to this point of all the different ones that are out there. And the fact is, is that it's not the cross and, and, and then it places self at the center. All of them place self at the center. And uh, uh, men love this. <laughs> uh, no matter which flavor you got, if it puts self at the center, uh, man's all on board. So if you got a if you got the gospel of the kingdom and you say self is not the sinner and you say that there is a king and his kingdom is coming and he will reign and to allow that that sway and that influence and that spirit to begin to consume your heart where you begin to live by divine life where you begin to live by the Holy Spirit of God operating inside of your life and you don't have to try to bear fruit that the Holy Spirit there and he will make you fruitful. And he will cause you to walk in his ways and he will create and make you what you ought to be and all these different things. It's uh, none of those. So those place self at the center. That is the problem. Now, the point uh, that I want to bring out in the pain is this feeling of weakness. That is, if people are not denying self, then they're saying yes to self. And that self is at the center and self is enthroned and that self is going to bring you to a state of weakness because the Bible says that that spirit indeed is willing, but the what the flesh is weak and that if self is a sinner, then you are on a foundation of weakness and you don't have the power and ability to say no to yourself. The next uh, uh, point out the pain in this is. The pain of trying to get God to conform to us. And that is the, the, the prosperity gospel that God is all about your personal success. And not only that, but a personal call to escape hell and to go to heaven and all this different personal man-centered stuff that trying to get God to follow us or to conform to our will is going to be absolutely frustrating and that is that he is the creator of the universe is and he is a great king and he is the king of glory and in no way is he this weak permissive enabling god that is going to constantly uh, conform to what it is that you want inside of your life and that is to say that the call is to follow him 
God is not saying, uh, you know what, uh, just go ahead and, and, and be full of yourself. Uh, have this main actor syndrome that everything, you know, all the world's going to, going to, going to bow to you and all this, all things going to conform to your will. And that, that I'm going to follow you around uh, with your agenda and with your purposes. No, the, the, the message was to deny yourself, take the cross and follow him. And he's not uh, following us. Another big point in all of this is that it pushes people away. And that this is superstardom, this uh, uh, celebrity Christianity, all of these different things that, that promote a very main actor syndrome and a narcissistic behavior. And it, it's not walking in love. It's using people to to build their kingdoms and all this different stuff that if if people don't grab the concept of walking in and denying the self then the self will be enthroned and that is selfishness will reign and people will get pushed away people are drawn to love people are not drawn to self-centered behavior right the next pain and this is a very personal pain because i've experienced myself when self is enthroned painful addictions uh, begin to manifest because inside of the self-centered world, the only thing that matters is the self. And it's making sure that it is prosperous, making sure that it is comfortable, making sure that it feels good. All of these different things when self is the center. And that ultimately brings the big pain of destroying families, destroying lives, destroying churches, and all of these uh, different things. So in short taking off the old self and putting on the new self that's saying no to the old life and there's remnants of those thoughts and beliefs that's still in play and we still need to rise up in resistance and say no and stand against those things and we have the example of our king who did just that not that he had remnants of of the old life but what he did have was a bodily experience and that he is that he was in all points tempted like we are yet without sin and we look at his example and say he said that i've come not to do my own will but the will of the father who sent me and then he said i speak not i speak what i've heard of the father and i do the work that i see my father do and i don't seek to please myself i seek to please my father so pleasing of the self and pleasing of the father these are in direct contradiction to one another and that is if you read the book of romans uh you will see that the there is the flesh and there is the spirit and the flesh wants things that are contrary to the spirit and the spirit wants things that are contrary to the flesh and that is the new life is incompatible with the old. And this is why the baptism represented the death of the old self and resurrecting in the new. And it's like the Phoenix who rise from the ashes and comes out of death and comes out resurrected and brand new. And this is the path that we are to take. So Jesus said, I don't, uh, I don't please the South. I please the father. And this is ultimately manifested when he, when there became a conflict of will now, one thing I got to point out is because we have a new heart and a new spirit and we have new desires and all of these different things that we, we, we begin to get in alignment with him and begin to want what he wants. And that is to say that uh, we shouldn't have constantly a conflict of will. 
but there will be times when uh, our will will conflict. And we see that in, in Jesus Christ, that seeing the pain and everything that he had to endure and said, uh, Father, if it's possible, let this cup be passed from me. But the ultimate conclusion was, nevertheless, thy will be done. So it's not a sin or whatever to begin to look at life and, and have a conflict of will. Uh, the sin is carrying up that will and continuing on anyways, right? And so we see in Jesus a conflict of wills. That is because he was in a human body and because he was in the flesh and knowing the pain and everything that he was going to have to do, he wanted to um, not have to go through that. And that was a conflict of will. And he said, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And that is the awesome reality. So pleasing self. Pleasing self is the self-centered mentality. It is the self-medicating. Uh, this is what is going on inside of the world today. When self becomes a sinner, it leads to this self-medification. And that is a numbness uh, through substances. That is a numbness through achievement. Whatever it is, it really doesn't matter because it's all to uh, create a sedation. And that is a self-form of medication. Self-seeking, that is where I just seek to uh, promote the self and all of those. Self-absorbing, that means that I'm completely just absorbed uh, inside of the, the self. And, and then lastly, the uh, self-glorification, and this ultimately leads to a self-deification. That is that I do all things for my own personal glory. And that I do it to be seen by others. I do it for the likes. I do it for the loves and all of these different things that it is a form of self-glorification. I do everything for my own glory. And that is to say that it ultimately leads to self-deification that I want to be uh, recognized as the God of my own life. This is the evolution of the self. So when it says that we send away. And we say no and we stop and and all of these different things according to the self means that the selfishness, the self-seeking, the self-exorbent, self-glorification, self-medication, the self-deification is that I'm going to turn away from self being the sinner and self being enthroned. And this flip comes to now I begin to hold the behold the king. And I get consumed with what he's consumed about. And that I begin to uh, embody his love and his principles. That I become God-seeking. That I become God-exorbed. That I become uh, uh, obsessed with the glorification of God. And that I don't medicate through the world and all of its systems that I find my comfort inside of God. And the deification that I give him his rightful spot, and that is king reigning upon the throne. And that it that is ultimately what it means to deny self and to take up your cross and follow him. You see, seeking to please God means the world doesn't revolve around me. And this thought and idea of putting off the old self has to be connected with putting on the new self. And here's what I find to be a major dilemma. And that is people are so consumed with sin. And that is they are so sin focused. 
That is to say that all they're doing is trying to white knuckle it and try to stop doing behaviors that are causing them pain. And what they never do is put on the behaviors that are approved and accepted by God. So not only are we to put off, but we're to put on. That is the same context of salvation. Then he said, you know, um, that we are to repent and to turn to God. The repent is the turning away from the bad and the turning to God is directly followed. So it's, it's in unison together. And that is we don't focus on overcoming all of these bad habits. We don't become sin focused and all these different things that we make a decision that we're going to turn to those things. And we begin to turn to God and we feel our heart and lives with activities that come from the king. Many people think just stopping a habit is good enough. You need to replace it with a habit that is highly beneficial in its place. And that's ultimately the message of the kingdom, that turning away from something means you turn to something and taking off something means you put on something. And this is what is meant by the parable that Jesus talked about that, you know, when unclean spirits have gone out of a man. You know, the, 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 the spirits return and they found the, they find the house empty and swept and clean and all these different things. And that is, they say, they come back and it's not filled. It's not filled with uh, positive activities. It's not filled with godly things. It's not filled with anything. They, and so they come back and it's, and, and the, the state of that person is worse than, than the beginning because you don't understand that the um, stopping selfish activities. <laughs> is not enough it's starting selfless ones and filling our lives with the good you see when we become consumed and focused on the king and his mission and his character and purpose that he established inside of us there's little time uh to entertain yourself with the the detrimental old past ways of your life and that's, uh, that's ultimately the truth. So this concept of Jesus saying, you know, I'm not going to please the South. I'm going to please God. This was shown inside of the disciples when they said, you know what? We ought to obey God rather than man. And ultimately here, Jesus is the ultimate example of that self-sacrifice and that uh, self-sacrificial uh, 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 sort of love. That first we see in him all the character, all the self-denial, all the sacrificial love and how he put the uh, father first inside of his life. And we see it and we feel it and we experience it and we see the, the true image of the king and we grab a hold of that as the divine life that operates inside of our lives and we begin to walk in the same path put off the old self put on the new self